Now, let's start off in West Africa, where our president, Cyril Ramaphosa, will this week visit West Africa to promote trade investment on the continent. About time. Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, Senegal, those are major economies in West Africa. If you recall, Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire being the top producers of cocoa, but Ghana being also a top mining economy as well as this, and, 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 and the oil economy. So Nigeria is the largest economy, but Senegal as well, a major outpost sometimes, a stop, halfway stop to West Africa, to, to North America and so on. But Following the Inter-Africa Free Trade Affair that took place here, where it is assumed about close to $40 billion deals of, in deals were signed and many South African companies participated. Don't forget we have the likes of RMB, MTN, Standard Bank operating in that part of the world as well. So it's a good move, I think, by the president, fresh on the momentum of hosting, of having hosted the trade fair to go there. But there's also the Binational Commission with Nigeria which is having its 10th session. It, it's just what, that's what heads of state must do, and, and I think he's, he's picking the right time to do this. But let's hope that they will really break down barriers and, and not just talk about making intra-Africa trade happen. And then Uganda surrenders airport for China cash. Tell me more. Well, it, yeah, it creates the impression that the airport has been lost, the Antedic, but it's not really that. When you borrow money the way we have talked about on this show, Elvis, you borrow money from China, you find conditions. And some of these conditions in the rush to claims the deals, African leaders don't read between the lines, or maybe they just don't care. There is a clause which... Uganda found itself having accepted, which includes exposing the loss of the airport in the event of failure to honor the conditions of the loan. So when this realization came about, they tried to renegotiate or negotiate their way out of it, which China refused to concede on. But also it's because China had frozen the disbursements of some of the cash, and the reason was not because they wanted to take the airport, but because Uganda had not, according to sources, honored the part of the bargain which said they had to open an escrow account, an escrow account allowing the disbursements to be done from a separate account other than the treasury of the country, which is only fair. So the failure to meet all those conditions led to China freezing the, the payment of the cash to Uganda and then all these negotiations. But in the end, we talked about this over and over, especially with the disruption that COVID brought about, finding many African countries already indebted and in the main to one country, China, that we are going to expose ourselves and leave ourselves at the mercy of one economy, and that's not sustainable for Africa. And then Angolan ex-president Eduardo dos Santos, his son, José Filomeno dos Santos, jailed for five years. Yeah, remember he had been given a suspended sentence. In 2018, when the current president, João Lorenzo, started going after the family of Eduardo dos Santos, his, his predecessor, among other people, the two main children of President dos Santos were, as you know, Isabel, once the richest woman in Africa, her assets were frozen and, and all that, but also her brother, somebody called Zeno, Filomeno dos Santos, was, was charged because he had been the head of the sovereign fund of Angola. 
and there were accusations of transferring $500 million into a credit freeze bank account, and that was the reason he was arrested. But he had been given a, sent- a, a suspended sentence, which on Friday was reversed, and it is now a full sentence that he must serve. It, it just tells you just how serious Joao Lorenzo is. But what I find is that he uses the institutions of the country. He doesn't just personalize it and make it between him and his predecessor. But, of course, there will still those, be those who accuse him of going after one family. But if you know the history of Angola and how much the Santos family had been dominating that economy, you won't be surprised, especially if we are talking the sovereign fund out of which $500 million had been siphoned.